You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 67 and we have Mike Killen joining us today. Mike, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, mate. Appreciate the high energy intro. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty much the last high energy uh, thing you're going to hear from me today because (laughs) I have uh, gone and got sick from being locked up in an Uber with a coughing, spluttering man who has gone and made me sick. But I'm going to try and bring the energy (laughs) still for this. Power through. Yeah, and I'll crash immediately after this. Um, I'll have nothing left in the tank. But, mate, it was amazing to meet you in person finally uh, in for yeah, Disney World a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I know. What a weird place to like actually finally connect. You know? I know, right? So um, if you guys haven't heard of uh, Mike Kellen, he's from sellyourservice.co.uk and helps people, I guess, sell higher ticket things. Is that how you would, is that the best way to describe it? Yeah, I mean, the, the actual, the, the social pitch we give is that Sell Your Service is a sales training organization that specifically works predominantly with marketing agencies to help them sell their projects for at least $25,000 plus, raise their prices and define a niche. So it's a lot of pricing. It's a lot of, let's add another zero on, you know, let's, let's, let's sell some more stuff to more people. Yeah. Yeah. it's awesome. And you gave a bit of a workshop uh, at, uh, what was it? Coronado Springs in Disney world. I have your notes, uh, notes from your little workshop Uh in front of me right here. Uh, really sort of encouraging me to, I guess, add some higher price products because it made me realize, obviously, we've got content snare and it's kind of the single price thing, but there's a lot of mm. potential for ways to add on to that, right? Other other things we could do to grow our business. So let's, uh, let's talk about pricing and how to increase. Where do you reckon we should start? Well, <clears throat> the big thing for me is when a lot of... Let's say you're a, you're a marketing agency, and I'm, for the rest of the talk, I'm just going to assume you do some kind of marketing. Typically, I focus with with funnel builders, but yeah, you know, I've done this with graphic designers, website agencies, media agencies. It's it's kind of doesn't really matter. And the number one thing when we ask, like, okay, what's your biggest problem? They always say we need more customers, we need more leads, we need more customers, we need more leads. It just goes over and over and over. And when yep, we kind I of have a look, <laughs> right? That's that's so common. And when we kind of have a deep dive into their business, they actually don't need leads and they don't need customers. What they need is to raise their prices or to sell more products at a higher price to their current customers. I think that most businesses under around under $300,000 a year, probably their biggest problem is they're just not charging high enough prices. Oh, yeah. They're really struck, you know? It's so common in agency world. Like I see it all the time. And, you know, people are posting in all these Facebook groups around web design. I see it all the time, um, you know, that they, uh, in the old, that they will do a website for 800 bucks or something, you know, or like, and yeah. then they'll, or they'll post in like someone that's come and undercut them uh, and, and won the yeah. job based on some bullshit cheap price. So yeah. when you see this kind of thing, how, like, 
people push back from what I have heard. And, you know, I know this from personal experience too. When I was going through the process of raising my prices, when we had an agency, I was like, if I raise my prices, uh, no one's going to go for it, right? It's like, oh, the clients are going to object. So why, like, what do you say to that? So there's, there's a few things we've got to unpack there. And you're right. The initial kind of uh, resistance to me saying to every agency in the world, add a zero onto the end of your prices right now. They'll go, whoa, 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 that's way too high. My current customers will never pay that. And I have to agree with them. I go, you're right. Your current customers won't pay that. But that's not the reason. Your current customers have got no, uh, they're not indicative of where you want to drive your business. If you want to make 100 grand a year, that's not up to your customers. That's up to you. So the first thing is you have to kind of, you know, gut up and say, yeah, I'm actually going to have to, I'm going to have to go and find some new customers. Your, prob- your current customers probably won't like that, but <laughs> that's not going to change. So in that case, like w- what's the next step then? If, like the, I'm just thinking as an agency listening yeah. to this, they're going to go, well, you know, that's all well and good, but I've got customers now that are going to pay me a thousand bucks for a website. Like how, how am I going to increase that? <laughs> Yeah, and this is it's tough, you know, because we've got to pay the bills. Like I understand that cash flow is is a big problem. Here's the first thing I would try is, is first of all, try increasing your prices anyway and sending mm-hmm. out an email to your current customer saying, Look, we've we've done this work for you. Most businesses who undercharge aren't also on um like any kind of monthly retainers or subscription based mm-hmm. like pricing with their customers. It's kind of like a one and done, so like a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars. First of all, increase your prices anyway. Put it out there and say, from now on, we only do websites for five grand. I guarantee that no one is going to come back to you and have a go at you. I'll promise you. No one, none of your current customers, because they've already bought it, are going to come back and say, that's absolutely disgraceful. If anything, you might even get a couple of people say, okay, cool. Well, can we start working together? It's a really bizarre phenomenon that happens. <laughs> that's the first thing I would try is letting your current customers know that you have raised your prices. That's usually a pretty good place to start. Um, and then after that, I'm going to flip this on its head. The reason pricing gets so messed up, so I'm going to do a little bit of a rant here. The reason pricing That's gets fine. so messed up is because we approach a customer and the customer says, yeah, I want a website and I want these features and I want this kind of stuff and I want a slider and you kind of you know, <laughs> repress the vomit, right? And yeah, and so, and you say, okay, I'm going to do all these features and you have a conversation with them. You go away, you write the proposal, you write up all the stuff that you want to give them and then you kind of guess at what the price should be. You think, well, the last website I did was for $1,000. This has got a few more things, so maybe I'll do it for 1500 But I know the guy down the road is going to do it for like 1200 so I'll drop it back down again. And that's the wrong way around to do it. You're trying to list out a bunch of features that you want to give to someone and then essentially guess the price that you think doesn't sound too shocking for that set of services and products. And that's completely wrong. It's completely backward. Businesses that are serious about helping their customers and businesses that are serious about uh, growing their business, they'll set the price first. And as insane as that sounds, the way around they'll do it is they'll say, do you know what? I want to make 10 grand per customer. I don't even know what I'm going to give them just yet. I want to make 10 grand per customer. You have to know what do you want to make per customer and how many customers you want to work with per year. That's actually the first step in raising your prices. It's not even increasing your pricing. It's deciding where do I want to start? And from there, we can find customers. We can find leads. You know, It's as hard a work or as hard a job to 
find a customer that's willing to pay 50 grand as it is to willing to fi- find someone who's willing to pay a grand. It's the exact same amount of work. So I'd rather say I want to work with 10 customers a year, charging them 10 grand to give myself a six-figure business. That's wow. where I would start. I absolutely love this model because like, I think it's it's the simplest way to communicate something yeah. that I've always tried to say, right? Like if you're charging a thousand bucks for something and you want to uh, earn like let's say a hundred grand a year, that's a yep. hundred clients, which is about two yeah. new clients a week. Like yeah. that's pretty crazy as well as delivering that yeah. service. Right. And, and that's like without yeah. any costs. Right. That's so yeah. the maths is like, it just doesn't make sense. Right. If you're doing anything no. for a grand or under it, like, I mean, that's obviously easy maths to go like, you know, everyone's yeah. charging a grand, but people don't realize like how much they're limiting themselves by. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Massively. Yeah. And, and so and it's, there you go. No, I was just going to say, it's just such a good way to think about it like this. It's like, it's if I, if I want to earn a hot, like 120 grand, that's 12 customers, one a month at 10 grand. Like mm-hmm. that's so easy, right? It's so easy. Yeah. yeah. And I'd rather, I'd and you know, buses come in threes, right? Everything comes in threes. When it rains, it pours. So I know it's not even a case of uh, finding one customer a month. Chances are it's going to be roughly three customers a quarter. I'll do all my networking. I'll put in some new content. You know, I'll, I'll that kind of that cycle. It still happens. You know, no matter how good you get, and you will land three customers who are willing to pay. You know, ten, twelve, twenty grand plus eat per time. You go great. That's the block. So I'd rather break it down even further and say I'm going to give myself three months to find three customers. So I'm going to be networking. I'm going to be calling people up. I'm going to be having conversations. Going to get really clear on what it is that I do. I think one of the <laughs> so I say that rule one of selling marketing funnels is don't talk about marketing funnels. And it's the same mm-hmm. with websites, graphic design, media production, podcasting, whatever it is. If you want to sell websites, if you want to sell digital services, don't talk about digital services. No one cares. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the way that I've had this explained to me is if you if your car breaks down, right? That Uber you were in the other day, let's say that that breaks down. It sounds like it was on its last leg. So, <laughs> right, right. It breaks down. And then the, like, we have, we have AA or AAA, you know, the, yeah. the auto repair guys come up. Like, yep, roadside service. Roadside services, right? And they come over to your car and you're like, I want my car repaired and I want to get on the road. It's kind of like the auto repair guy saying, hey, do you want to come check out my van? Look how awesome my van is. Look how, look how good the tools are. Look how great this yes. jacket is. Doesn't this look awesome? It's like, I don't care about any of that. I don't care about that at all. Talk about me and my car. Fix my problem. Start understanding my problem. So if you have, you know, if you get really ingrained yeah. in your customer's problems uh, and their pain points, and if you turn it around and say, for 10 grand, what we do is we work with, we work with podcasting companies who have got over 10,000 subscribers to, uh, you know, double their listenership or whatever it is. I haven't mentioned websites in there at all. Digital marketing, advertising, media, marketing, none of that. What I'm doing is I'm clearly talking about you. If you want to start raising your prices, stop talking about what you do and start talking about what your customers want. Yeah. It's such a simple thing to do. We'll get your car back on the road. Not, um, yeah, right. right. <laughs> and people are like, yeah, well, that sounds kind of obvious. Then start doing it, man. Yeah, absolutely. So we've, we've spoken a bit about like raising prices. And, and one thing before we sort of move on from that, like it made me think about so many times that I've received that email from people that 
work do work for us, whether it's content or design mm-hmm. or whatever. And I get the email, and every time it's happened, I've totally known that that person's undercharging and just been right. sitting there quiet. And it's like, yeah, yeah. okay, about time. I'm totally happy yeah. to pay that new price. And like, I yeah. guarantee there's going to be other people out there like me who are probably thinking the same about your prices right now. Yep, absolutely. And and you know, no human, no no you know semi-decent human being with any kind of spine is ever going to have a go at you because you think that you should charge more to make your business more profitable no business owner no business owner worth their salt is ever going to email you back and think i think that's absolutely disgraceful that you want to raise your prices so that you can continue working and pay for your family i think it's absolutely awful no one's going to do that and this kind of Go on. No, I was going to say, if they do, they just suck. It's like, that's right. Like, I feel exactly. like that's the mindset in this. Is like, yeah. Who they've, cares if they They've do qualified it. themselves out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, it's it's a win-win, you know, and um, for the sake of sending two emails to be able to raise your prices, you know, that's, that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. So, so if someone actually comes around then, like we raise our prices and we're trying to sell at this new price uh, and we get an objection on price, like how do you how do you turn that around? So, okay, so this is okay. This is one of my favorite questions. So, an objection is typically when the customer says no. So, we've made the offer. So, we'll get really clear on the, the, the lexicon. We've made the offer or we've given them the proposal, and they say, eh, that's kind of that's too expensive for us. Or, I don't think that you could do this. Or, I'm not so sure that we need a mobile website, whatever it is. It's a reason to not buy. They're giving you a reason that they don't want to buy yet. First of all, pricing isn't an objection. It's a huge misconception. It's a huge myth that the price is an objection. We'll talk about that kind of afterwards. The first thing, Mm -hmm. if you are hearing that, regardless if it's an objection or not, whatever you feel, first of all, you need to start qualifying your customers earlier. So when you're having those initial discovery calls and those initial discovery meetings with Mm -hmm. them, and they say, you know, we want to um, we want to sell more products, break into international markets. We want to automate the sales process. We've got a lot of content, blah blah blah. All these things that a, a website and marketing and digital will help us do. You go great. What kind of budget have you got for this? And what we'll do we'll do the budget question another time. But you want to get some indication of what they're willing to spend, mm. because if I approach like a mum and pop store and they literally have got five hundred bucks and I say it's twelve grand. And they go, well, we haven't got that kind of money. Yeah, they actually probably genuinely haven't got that kind of money. Yeah. And that's my that's my fault, right? For not asking them up front. Yeah, and that the so, budget question is good. Like I, that's one of my favorite things to get out of the way in like the very early, you know, uh, early yeah. questionnaires. And it doesn't have to be an exact number, you know, it's like uh, what we used to do is like yeah. a range, you know, like yep. is it uh two to five grand, is it five to ten, you know, and if they've got a five hundred dollar budget and they see the range starts at two grand. They're probably not going to yeah. fill out that form. No, and a lot of people have the misconception that I think that everything should be twenty-five grand. I'm like, you want to buy a book, twenty-five grand. Of course, twenty-five grand, and that's not the case. I believe that all products <laughs> should be profitable. If you've only got five hundred dollars, great. I personally won't be able to help you, but I've got friends who have got courses for five hundred bucks that will teach you how to build a website. I can't build you a Lamborghini on a Ford budget. But if you've only got a Ford budget, we can get you a Ford. That's not a problem. I don't have a problem with that at all. I want to know the level of investment they're putting into their own business. That's the first question. If you hear this question a lot, uh, you know, you're too expensive, start asking the budget further up. 
The second thing is that when someone says, and we still get it now, you know, we'll hand over a proposal. People know my whole viewpoint on pricing and I'll give them the proposal and they'll go, I don't know, man, it's kind of expensive. And I'll go, yeah, it is. <clears throat> if you sign here, we can get started today. And I go, yeah, all right. And go ahead and sign. That's awesome. It's not, yeah. it's, not, it's not an objection. What they want to do is just be heard. No one fucking likes paying money. I pay too much for my mortgage, my car, my credit card, the flight over to Orlando. I wasn't over the moon about that price. Everything is expensive. They're not saying no. And this is the thing. Yeah. They, they haven't said, no, we're not buying. They've said, I don't know, man, that's really expensive. Or even if they say that's too expensive, agree with them. They go, yeah, I know. You sign here, we can get started straight away. And they just go, okay, fine. And they just want to be heard. They want to make sure. And I think a lot of people will try and argue against them. They'll say, it's very expensive. They'll go, well, tell me what you mean by that. Because it's, it's, it's market rate. You know, and we're in the middle and um, we're not too expensive. We're not too cheap. And you get all of these features. I'm like, you're going back to selling. You, you, you're going backwards. Stop that right now. If you're at the point where you're asking for the signature and the deposit, ideally something like that, you're in the closing stage. So you need to get people to close, not to sell. And that means that rather than going back and explaining all the features again, you just turn those objections. And like I said, pricing is an objection because pricing is a problem. It's kind of, we have this at the time, like um, <clears throat> our project management system is in Quip. Quip's a it's kind of like Slack and Google Docs. It's owned by mm -hmm. Salesforce. I absolutely love it. And I say, we do everything in Quip. We don't answer emails. So we don't answer support emails at all. If you've got a problem, it goes into Quip. And if the customer says, no, I don't really know, I don't really want to use Quip. Yeah, okay, you probably don't. But that's how we do business. So that's a problem. That's an objection that I can turn, but that's a problem. And it's kind of like them saying, um, well, you know, we're ready to go, but uh, my car broke down. Okay, I'm sure it did. What the hell do you want me to do about that? The price is the price. An objection is I want to find out why they think it's expensive. But even then, um, you know, if we say, go ahead and sign here, then they'll usually come out and they'll say, look, um, we just don't, we're not sure we have it in the budget. Like, okay, well, you told me that your budget was 10 grand and it's usually a 20% leeway. Like if they got 10 grand, they probably got 12. Hmm. Um, and when they, when they approach you and they say, we really haven't got this in the budget right now. Again, agree with them. You go, yeah, I know. Tell me about it. I overspent on my last quarter as well. Um, anyway, like I said, we can sign here. We can get started today. It's only a 50% deposit. Not even that. It's a 20% deposit, 10%, whatever. I go, yeah, okay, fair enough. The money thing is not an objection. It's not them saying no. If you've got someone who's over budget, that's the best possible signal that that's someone who buys stuff. So I would keep going with it. Man, this this is brilliant. This is like the, one of the best ways of looking at this uh, that I've ever heard. So, man, I think... <laughs> It's, look, I understand that a lot of a lot of marketers and digital creatives, you know, they'll look at something like that and they'll go, "Well, Mike's fine with doing that because Mike is obviously in sales. He obviously enjoys selling. He enjoys that kind of back and forth." But there's no way that I could do it. I don't have the balls to do that. This isn't about being clever or having all the answers or being like this super slick salesperson. The price is the price, man. Like you, you can negotiate on everything. You can negotiate on terms. You can negotiate on delivery, everything. But this is your business. And the customer has got to this point. If they've got to the point where you're giving them like a proposal, they want, they want to buy. You know, you just have to help them get over that line. And if you believe that your product really can help someone, 
then yeah, it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. It's going to be a little bit awkward. I felt yeah. the same about my house. When you sign the mortgage, I was, I was kind of like, this is a lot of money, man. You know, I'm going to be paying this off for the next 25 years. You go, yeah, I, you are. I completely understand that. But just think how happy you're going to be when this is your home. You go, yeah, all right. Your job is the customer becomes happy when they sign, not when you bend to their kind of whims about pricing. When they sign and they give you that money, that's when they're happiest. So it's our job to just help them get over the line. And it's a lot of fun. Most of the time, customers are kind of like, you know, okay, cool. I'll, I'll go ahead and do this. Yeah, it's like a little game. It is a game. Yeah. yeah. Have fun with it, you know? Yeah. And this actually just made me think of something like completely different, like, you know, it, it, that it is going to be uncomfortable. And it, like even talking about this makes me a little bit uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. Right. Like I'm imagining yeah. myself doing that to someone, even though I do kind of have to do that with content snare, people are like, is there a discount? I'm like, well, no, that's right. the price. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, even though I do it, but like the, the thought of doing it in person is like, it does make me uncomfortable. And what mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about is like something I've been trying to do a lot lately. And I would encourage other people to do the same because this has been awesome is leaning into being mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Like if something makes you uncomfortable and it's good for you, you should probably do it. It's like the yep. whole, um, uh, Ryan holidays, uh, book, the, the obstacle is the way it's like the whole, yeah. the whole thing. It's like that, do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's yep. the right direction for you. Uh, so lean, like lean into those uncomfortable situations on purpose. Yeah. And, and, you know, we have proof of this in so many areas. And I think the easiest way is probably physical health. <clears throat> so the, the um, mm. Navy SEALs have a saying, I think the Royal Marines have got something similar, which is when you, when your body says you're done, when your body is like, I am done, I'm finished. This is over. This is horrible. I quit. You're actually about 70% done. You've yeah. still got 30% capacity left. Progress is made in that uncomfortable bit. If you're at the gym and you come off and you go, that was awful and you're sweating and you feel like, you know, shit, you've just had the shit beaten out of you. Good. That's called progress. That's where yeah. progress is made. No one gets stronger or bigger or healthier or faster by staying comfortable. And it's the same with your business. And what's interesting is the next time you have that conversation, the first time you have it, it's going to be horrible, right? And you're going to say, that Mike mm -hmm. Killen guy is talking out his ass. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And you'll probably be yeah. like squeaky little voice. Like, yeah, that is the price. <laughs> That's exactly it. And the customer can sense that. Next time, you just say, you take the pressure off. I, I've got a video knocking around on YouTube somewhere, which is like how I have fun during sales. And, and the, the number one thing is like, I take the pressure off by not having all the answers. I like to ask questions. I like to stay silent. Um, I give myself, I don't have, feel I have to answer straight away. So there's a lot of like practical things that you can do. But when you say to the customer anything with a huge smile, that they, they've bought into it already. You go, yeah, I know, man, everything's expensive. I pay too much for my mortgage. You know, I, I, if you're anything like me, I'm already overpaying for all my other suppliers as well. Um, but yeah, we can actually get started today. If you just want to sign here and send over the deposit, we can get you booked in for your first call. You say anything with a smile, the customer's pretty much bought in. That is awesome, man. This is, I love this. And I, I would, now I wish I could do more uh, sales because it does sound fun, but um, I've always kind this of- This is the weird sales. thing, man. <laughs> yeah. And, and what's funny is we have a bunch of people in our program who are, you know, digital creatives and I was the same. I was like, I'm kind of above sales, you know, marketing's, marketing's just a bit more intelligent, um, yeah. requires a bit more nuance, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a marketer, I'm a creative. But as soon as you start having a conversation with someone and sales is not- Sale, 
the result of sales is making money. The result of sales is generating revenue and, and finding profit centers and, and generating relationships and all that shit. But the sale, what the act of selling is, is just transferring enthusiasm. That's it. You ask any of the big sales trainers in the world, they'll say the selling is a transference of enthusiasm. People sell all the time. And it's, <clears throat> it's bullshit when people say, I'm not very good at selling. Because when I say, okay, I've never seen, I've never seen um, Game of Thrones. I've never watched an episode of it. And people go, what? You've never watched Game of Thrones? Are you serious? You've got to check it out. It's got blah, blah, blah. And they go into all the details. And they, what, 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 what other type of stuff do you like? You like Lord of the Rings? I'm like, yeah, Lord of the Rings is great. I love that. Like, You're going to love this then. This is insane. You're going to watch it. It's fucking nine seasons or eight seasons or whatever. It's like, who has the time for that kind of stuff? And they say, I don't really have the time. They go, no, no, no. Just put aside an hour. It's like 40 minutes per episode. I'm like, I've just told you no through an objection. I don't have the time. And you've turned it. You've just straight ahead gone ahead, ignored me and continued to sell. Evidently, you do like selling. For whatever reason, though, you're uncomfortable doing it for your own business. People sell all the time. And it is. They get fun. They get excited about it. They transfer enthusiasm. And if you were as enthusiastic about your websites as you are about Game of Thrones or any other kind of media or content or product that you've consumed you would have no problem making sales because you're just transferring that enthusiasm and people go, yeah, I'll buy. That sounds awesome. They kind of, you know, they work themselves up. That's all it relies on. It's just, are you as enthusiastic as the customer should be? I hope that was as mind blowing for anyone listening to this as that was. For I got me. myself like, caught like, up in that. <laughs> no, that is so good. It's like the perfect anecdote. Like it, just like your product, as much as you like Game of Thrones, <laughs> you'll be able to sell it just the same way. You know? Right. Oh, and, man. and, and, you know, and if you look at occasionally we do have customers we work with and it just stuff just clicks, you get on with them, the project works, they're enjoyable to work with. And when you kind of have a conversation with them, you know, when they say something positive about you to somebody else, they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. We work with James. He was fucking awesome, man. He, he just, he just knocked out of the park and you're like, oh my God, that customer likes the solution. They liked the work. They like me. Yeah. Like. You're doing good work. Yeah. Just be excited about that and yeah. be excited about the fact that you could help someone because they're never going to get as excited as you are. You know, so you have to like kind of be at a, a 10 level for them to have a one. Yeah. So yeah, a big part of all of this obviously is confidence. And, and, you know, I just see a lot of people saying, you know, they're not confident or whatever. And the only way to build confidence is to like do it. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like you get, it's the whole lean into uncomfortable thing. And, yeah. you know, you sometimes you get rejected and then you stop caring. Yep. Um, yeah. you know, this is the entire thing of like, you know, in a previous life, I was in that whole dating game, like, um, where, and this is like literally, we just like get ourselves rejected over and over and over and over yeah. to build confidence yeah. as a being you know and this is this turns into um business confidence like literally it's like by exposure is like destroying yourself <laughs> yep <laughs> destroying absolutely. your ego in a way because I, I have a, a real problem when people say oh mike but mike you're very confident you can get away with this i'm like okay what i want let's let's take this in real life scenario throw me into sea world with an orca and just see how much I panic, right? Just see how terrified I am of this huge animal designed to kill things and that regularly kills things. My confidence, all of a sudden, my ability to sell goes out the window. Turns out I'm not that confident. The reason I appear confident, and uh, again, this is another kind of uh, uh, militaristic thing. I haven't tried to go into the military too much, but the, the militaristic thing of people appear extremely confident and like geniuses when they've done something enough. Yeah. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. That's all it is, is when they've done something enough. 
And a lot of the time, just practicing practicing these kind of little things on people, like the agreeing with people. I love agreeing with people because I think it's it's the fastest way to reach an agreement. When someone, I get the comments on YouTube, everyone gets them. They go, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. This is an absolute joke. 99% of the time, people either ignore it or respond back. Actually, I do. I agree with them. I go, yeah, man, you're probably right. I probably haven't got a clue what I'm talking about. Okay. God, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Ah. Right. I don't even know where I, like, I've read exactly, not exactly that, but like that whole thing. Um, God, I wish I remember what book it was, but it, that was a big epiphany to me too. Like, um, like agreeing with that kind of thing just shuts people down. God, I love it. Shuts this. people down. Yeah. You're on the same side. You're on the same side as the client, right? That's, and it's not a battle. So again, this misconception, selling is the only thing that generates 100% of the revenue in your business. That's mm-hmm. it. Marketing yeah. is great, but marketing is an expense. Accounts, admin, all of that shit is an expense. Sales generates all the revenue. So let's understand that when we sell, when we go out, that is the only job that we have to do. To, to make money in business is the only goal of, of running a business. So if we start having fun with it and start agreeing with the customer, because we know that we're on the same side as them, the sales game is very different. It's less kind of negotiating back and forth. It's both sat on the same side of the table. Let's work out what we can do to solve this problem. And if they say, we physically don't have the money, there's no way that we want to buy from you. You go, okay, thanks very much for your time and you move on. But it's not them rejecting you. It's not them having a go at you. You're on the same side. You're trying to work out, does it make sense? We saw houses when we were going to buy houses and, and wedding venues that we just couldn't afford. We knew it was outside of our budget. Mm-hmm. If anything, I was just kind of like, maybe I shouldn't have wasted their time because I knew this was outside of my budget. Maybe I should go look somewhere else. It's, it's not a battle. You know? it's not, we're not trying to trick anyone. Yeah. And, and just quickly uh, on that confidence thing, like if you know that you build a badass website or, uh, you know, your marketing campaigns absolutely crush it, like that is get, that should give you some confidence in what you're selling. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And this is the weird thing, right? Like uh, my websites at the time were distinctly average. There was nothing good about them at all. There was nothing, there was nothing um, d- better or different from one of our 25K websites than someone was selling for like two and a half grand. I was like, well, evidently it's not the best product wins then. Like if you do build great websites, you've got a massive advantage over people. And if you then have this enthusiasm, you think, yeah, I do build good products. I help people. I like helping this particular type of customer. Mm -hmm. You've already got loads of advantage um, and, and people want, to work with reliable suppliers like you that they're, they're desperate oh, man. to do that. absolutely right? like that is like constantly I, I just did three days with a couple of other entrepreneurs hanging out in an airbnb and like i swear half the time we just bitched about awful suppliers <laughs> i right? want a good reliable supplier yeah. everyone <laughs> yeah. wants reliable suppliers so like just by being <laughs> like you said like if you build a good website it puts you ahead of everyone or whatever like i reckon if you build an average one it puts you, <laughs> <laughs> if you are absolutely right yeah yeah if you like, just build one that works yeah <laughs> yeah just like be reasonably good at what you do and i put you ahead of most people but yeah so if you're, if yeah, you're really good at what you do man. then you're crushing it Mike, so, I oh mean, there, like, there's so many other things we could talk about, but I really don't want to dilute the message that you've laid down here. Like, un- unbelievable. I think you should come back and we'll talk about some other things another time. If you're yeah, there. I'd love to, man. That'd be good. Yeah. I'll like so, to be challenged on this stuff. Yeah. So, this is good. I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, you've got a, do you have a new book out? Is it new? Uh, not it- at the moment. No, it's, 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 uh, it's in, um, 
typesetting. So it's currently being edited. So it might be out oh. by the time this comes out. But the, the current book is from single to scale. Um, that's the one that's that's available. Um, okay. But we've got another one. We've got it. We got. They finished both at the same time, and they're both being edited in parallel, which in hindsight was not a sensible thing to do. Wow, that is um, nuts. It's not that hard, man. You should do it. Take all of your podcasts, get the interviews, get the golden nugget from each interview, transcribe it, put it in a PDF, Bosch, book. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I can agree with that because, you know, everyone says like, you know, everyone's got a book in them. I'm like, I don't have a book in me, but that is basically just writing a book with other people's nuggets. So maybe I've got yeah. that book in me. That's what uh, you Tim definitely Ferriss, have got that book. Yeah. Tim Ferriss did it with Tools of Titans, right? It's- exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crowdsourced and, uh, Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, but that's yeah, that's that's what we've got. Yeah, from uh, from single to scale. What's um What's the best place for someone listening to this, like who who has had their mind blown as much as I have, that wants to go and find out a little bit more about what you do? Uh, where What's yeah. the one place you'd like to send them? I mean, it can be more than uh, one, but you know. <laughs> yeah, my house. Uh, so you, the. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The number one, uh, it's probably YouTube. That's where the, mm. my, my, my favorite and best content goes. If you go to sellyourservice.co.uk forward slash YouTube, that'll like redirect you there. The channel mm. name is just sell your service. So it's like sell your service. No, sorry. YouTube.com. Is it forward slash C forward slash sell your service UK. But um, if you so Google annoying, like right? how we'll to sell a marketing funnel. We'll link this up in the show notes. It'll be at agencyhighway.com slash 67. All these notes will be there. I'll try and find that video uh, that Mike mentioned about having fun during sales. I'll send that over. Um, And I'm going to go and troll through your comments and try to find you, find where you troll the troll uh, by being positive. Agreeing with them. If you go (laughs) to the the AppSumo one, because I did an AppSumo video and people went fucking bananas on that. They were really Really? unhappy with it. Yeah, they they were were proper, proper nuts. And at the time, if you just YouTubed AppSumo, I was the number one video. I think I'm like, nice. Like I think I might be number five or ten now. It's it's dropped now, so I haven't really done anything with it. But people were going nuts over this video, um, and oh, I was agreeing man. with them. They're like, "What do you know?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, probably nothing. Make a video, prove me wrong." Prove was it um wrong. was it like a negative review or something? Is it? Yeah, it was like, "Don't use AppSumo." Oh, nice. Agreed. Like, you don't need another thirty-seven dollar thing. You don't need another thousand stock images for fifty-nine bucks. <laughs> what are you doing? Like. Yep. So yeah, but pe- people went people went bananas. I still get them today. I still get comments. Probably a couple of week people Man, that's having awesome. a go at me. So yeah, God, I, almost, I love that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. Awesome, right, Mike. Dude. Thank you so much for sharing. This has been amazing. Um, and good, yeah, so. Man, like you just keep delivering and I really want to get you back to talk about some other pricing stuff because, I mean, I didn't even get to talk about my notes and, and some no, of the stuff. No, we can that's- do that. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, man. Thank you All so right, much. Dude. Speak to you later. Cheers, Drew. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more, and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.